let's talk about something that I, I mean, it's, it's another one of those situations where you wonder if the Canadian folks, uh, you know, uh, will sit up and take, listen at yet another ethics, uh, violation, possibly within the Trudeau government, within the liberal government yesterday, four hours of grilling. I, I probably stayed, gotta be honest. I maybe watched it for about 10 minutes of the grilling of the Kielberger brothers. These are the guys, the co-founders of the We Charity, Mark and Craig Kielberger, uh, by MPs. What do, exactly did we learn from this? It was one of those virtual testimonies yesterday. And um, I guess they were, MPs were trying to get to the bottom of what exactly the connection was between the Kielbergers and the liberals, uh, specifically the Trudeau family. Michael Barrett is a PCMP. He was uh, part of the uh, grilling committee yesterday, and he joins the show right now. Welcome to the program, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. So what exactly did we learn about the Wee scandal in the four hours of virtual testimony yesterday from the Kielbergers? Yeah, so we had four hours with uh, with the Mr. Kielberger and uh, one hour prior to that with their a former board chair, so it was a five-hour meeting, um, and and I was listening to I was listening to the news uh, your your news just before I came on the air, and I heard uh, the report. You know that it was tough for opposition MPs to get their questions answered. I think that's a very good, uh, or if not uh, um, a gentle way of saying that they didn't want to answer our questions. And yeah, so they we, were basically. Would you say they were hostile witnesses almost? Well, uh, they uh, with smiles most of the time, hostile with smiles. Uh, they they uh, were uh, they came to this meeting. They knew it was going to happen. They asked to appear, and to the answer to most questions was, "We'll have to get back to you. We'll have to get back to you. We'll have to get back to you." On some of them, they're looking off camera for coaching. Uh, they they, um, they uh, contradicted the testimony of uh, the public servant that. Uh, um, people are keen to uh, Miss Wernick that people want to pin lots of this uh, scandal on her somehow, as if she had the ability to approve it at Treasury Board or pass it through Cabinet. Uh, but they contradicted her uh, testimony. They said they were they were doing it for Canada. They were they were doing us a favor. I think they said. And, mm-hmm. But in, I have in, I have a quote for you here. They said we charity agreed to implement the Canadian student service grant not to be helped by government but to help government and to help young people across canada end quote in the weeks preceding the final proposal that was approved these guys were shopping around uh proposals to different ministers they were they were looking for work their board chair that testified the hour before them whom they whom they say uh, they they said that she lied. They said that she you know left of her own uh, volition. It was a planned transition. Um, she testified under oath that uh, they called her and fired her because she wanted uh, she wanted to talk to the CFO of the organization. She wanted to know what was going on. They were firing hundreds of people and they wouldn't share their financials with the board. And they were so- they were looking for work. And so did the Kielbergers also testify under oath? They did. Okay, so we've got a situation so, where someone has been twisting the truth uh, because you well, can't have both sides telling opposite stories. Somebody's got to be wrong. That's right. And, and so we also learned yesterday uh, that members of the Trudeau family, in fact, 
received hundreds of thousands more, tens of thousands more in uh, in payments uh, for expenses from the organization, from the WE organization. The board chair told us that uh, the board was told that nobody gets paid to speak at WE events. We've heard from uh, we've heard from uh, people in public life in Canada, like Theo Fleury, uh, who speaks on the topic of mental health, that he was asked to do WE Day, but they said we don't pay people to be involved. And right. it turns out uh, that they do pay, um, but they'll only pay you if you're related to Justin Trudeau, and they'll only do it after he gets elected prime minister. I asked very specifically. Yeah, let ever- me, let me, and, and you do ask specifically. So let me, I have some audio from you. I would love okay. to play it if you don't mind. Michael, here is uh, audio of your questioning to the Kielbergers yesterday. Dave, do we have a clip of that? We thought that our actions would enable the program's long-term survival, and we are deeply saddened that it did not. We also regret that the fallout has created hardship for our staff, our partners, and the communities that we serve. When Employment and Social Development Canada asked us to administer the Canada Student Service Grant, we regret that we didn't recognize how this decision would be perceived. How much was she paid, uh, Ms. Margaret Trudeau, paid for speaking before November of 2015? So we uh, we, uh, did not engage her before November of 2015, from my best understanding. Okay, so she was only ever paid um, after November of 2015. It was at that point, sir, where We Days continued to grow and we needed somebody to speak specifically on the issue of mental health. And she came not as Madame Trudeau. She came as somebody who's very focused on that issue, something that's really relevant. If I'm not mistaken, one in five Canadians. One in five Canadians. And it's a sure. big part of what we and, do. We have the well-being And, and I, I think that other, other well-known Canadians, I think other well-known Canadians who have spoken about uh, mental health and a name that would be known uh, around kitchen tables would be someone like Theo Fleury, who was informed by you that uh, you do not pay speaker. So um, I will set aside your um, your qualifier at the end of your response. Um, my next my next question. Well, I'm that's right. And, and so I'm not. Uh, so the floor is not yours. <laughs> so, I mean, the first thing that we heard, you know, off the top was the clip of, of one of the Kielbergers and that tone they kept. It was so earnest th- from, you know, throughout the four hours. But then they would interrupt and, uh, you know, avoid answering questioning. Do you see this as their tactic? I mean, did they lean on this earnestness, uh, you know, hoping for a little sympathy? And then when kind of put up against a wall and asked to, to answer a direct question, did you find they got kind of aggressive and tried to um, control the narrative again and, and get control of the conversation? Well, absolutely. They brought platitudes and very little information. And they were asked very direct questions and uh, in some cases refused to answer. Uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Pierre Polyev, asked uh, about a situation where um, where he asked if their organization had engaged private investigators to uh, collect information about family members of journalists who were writing about problems at the WE organization. They refused to answer the question and, uh, and pointed to a Twitter exchange. Uh, and said, you know, Canadians can look on Twitter. Well, that's not how parliamentary committees work. Uh, parliamentarians ask questions. Witnesses who appear under oath are obligated to answer the questions or they're in contempt of committee. Uh, and so they were, in some cases, they refused to answer. And, and by the way, the Twitter, uh, the Twitter uh, reference that they made uh, is to someone who, who uh, purports to be their lawyer saying, yep, we did that. So they, 
they collected information about uh, the elementary school and children's names of a journalist who was reporting on troubles at their organization. So uh, yeah, that that that's quite that's quite a contrast to the earnestness. Uh, the earnest tone that we heard from these guys. Well, you know what struck me about the Kielbergers? And as I said, I didn't really tune in for too long because, you know, it, it did get a bit intense. Is you. how not only, not only did they sound earnest, but they also really, um, whoever stylized them, they were really styled to look younger than they are. They're 37 and 43 years old. But to me, they came across on the video feed on their during their testimony as maybe early 20s. Did you notice that as well? Um, no, uh, they they had a very... Uh, they didn't have a, a great video quality on their end. Um, I understand their organization has uh, has a global media headquarters with, with big tech sponsors. Um, right. That was that's not that's not what we saw in in the video feed, um, and so yeah, they, they I mean they were dressed very casually I, I suppose, and and they looked uh, you know I'm sure that it was I'm sure that whatever image they put forward was intentional, but um, yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah. I thought it, it made them look like they were you know it, it it would give the illusion that they were more sympathetic. Oh, maybe they're young, maybe they're you know um, witnesses, and so you know people would feel for them during the testimony. I mean, that's just my own uh, feeling on that, my own observation. Um, but you know, I, I noticed that things did get heated. I tuned in right at the point where. Um, it was a French MP. I guess something was wrong with his video feed. I mean, we all experience all the technical glitches working from home. And you know where I'm going with this, right? And so yeah. they they left him for a while. Then they came back to him and said, okay, your video feed's up again. And every time he would ask a question of the Kielbergers, and it was specifically along the lines similar to yours of Margaret Trudeau and like how she's an expert and what qualifies her to be an expert. Why would they get her to, um, you know, speak at We Day events and not someone else that's more qualified. And his his feed kept cutting out. At one time, he said a word in French class very audibly that we were not allowed to say in grade school. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I kind of laughed at it. But uh, I, apparently, the the committee chair Wayne Easter got quite he, uh, upset with uh, MP Pierre Polyev, and he threatened to shut down the proceedings. What happened there? Yeah. So uh, this is the this is the issue where where we have witnesses. These witnesses were not answering the question, and um, you can be too cute by half and want to give a long answer and talk about platitudes and uh, and you know as they did in, in response to my question, they want to start giving me stats. Uh, you know, it's a very simple question: Did you pay this person before the state? Yes or no? Well, really, let me tell you a big story about something else so that I burn up all of your time. Four hour, you mm -hmm. know, it, it might be a four-hour meeting, but the time goes very quickly because the, the individual MPs only get five minutes uh, or five or six minutes each, and then it moves on to someone else. And so with MP Polyev, he was asking a question. They were refusing to answer. He was, in, he was directing them to answer the question. And, uh, and so, uh, so the, the chair of the committee, uh, who's a liberal, and the liberal members of the committee played a strong defense uh, for, for the Kielbergers and for Justin Trudeau during the meeting, um, he, he said he'd shut the meeting down, to which MP Polyev said, well, if you do, um, we'll, we'll uh, compel the witnesses to return for another four hours. So he, he didn't shut the meeting down. Do you feel like the Kielbergers were there to defend themselves or the government or both? I think it was a, I think it was a, uh, a reputation management exercise for them. I, I think they, they effectively said as much, but uh, it's very clear there's a close relationship between 
uh, Bill Morneau and these gentlemen. Uh, I think they said they, you know, have a cell number. There's a there's a, a a friendly relationship between a close relationship between them and the prime minister. You know, they said they haven't spoken to him. One of the uh, one of the Kilbergers was a donor to Justin Trudeau's leadership campaigns. Like these, uh, I think that it's in their interest to um, to have a good uh, to have this cozy relationship with with their with their friends in the Liberal government, and they they worked hard yesterday to to do that. It, you know, in parallel to them trying to do reputation management for their uh, for their business. You have to wonder, they refuted that their charity was in trouble, but you have to wonder why they would um, saddle themselves to the Liberal government when Justin Trudeau, you know, he's he's uh, been found of uh, breaking, you know, in breach of ethics uh, twice now, um, and there's been huge problems with conflicts of interest, when this is a charity that was once, you know, uh, tied to Oprah and to Bill uh, Bill Gates. So they say there's no trouble there financially, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, to hitch your wagon to the star of a prime minister who's broken ethics laws twice, a finance minister once already, and now they're back under investigation following this partnership. Uh, it's, it's extremely questionable judgment. And, and look, they, when, when you have an organization that is refusing to give access to their board, uh, to their uh, CFO, um, th- th- there's a lot of red flags. And when that uh, causes the exit of uh, almost a full turnover of their board in a surprise fashion. Um, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot more going on under the surface there. Prime Minister Trudeau, Katie Telford, his chief of staff, will appear before the House Finance Committee tomorrow to answer questions about their role in bringing in the Wheat Charity to run that grant program. Do you expect they're going to take on a similar tactics that we saw yesterday or with the Kilbergers? Are they going to try and burn up time? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would expect that. Uh, and and look, I wouldn't be surprised if the the same people that are prepping uh, the prime minister and Miss Telford for tomorrow are the same people that prepped the Kielbergers for yesterday. But uh, yeah, I think that they'll look to um, burn the time for opposition MPs. And when government MPs are up, uh, they'll take their softball questions and uh, and try and make them look like home runs. I was just reading a headline today in the uh, CBC, uh, and what they said was polls suggest liberals would still win an election despite the weak controversy. Thoughts on that? Uh, you know, uh, polls when there aren't an election are, um, you know, it's kind of, summers are kind of a silly season in politics when it comes to polls. Uh, they're not, the, the government is not getting held to account daily in the House of Commons. Uh, and, and so, the, you know, the official opposition uh, doesn't currently have a leader. Uh, there's a leadership race going on, and so that that typically causes a backslide in uh, in opposition uh, numbers. And so uh, the the earliest the Commons will resume is, is the end of September. And so I think that uh, Canadians will pass the judgment. And, and frankly, I think it's great that uh, we have the opportunity to use these parliamentary tools to, to get Canadians this information. So. Because uh, the life of a minority government is not uh, usually much past 18 months. And so we'll, we'll be rounding the 12-month mark. And we want to make sure Canadians have all the information they need uh, to, um, to to put a grade on the report card for Justin Trudeau. Last time they, they graded him, they reduced him from majority to a minority. And next time I expect that, uh, you know, he'll be, uh, he'll be looking for a new job after the election. Michael, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, it's been uh, really nice speaking with you. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me on.